I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Wait, are you gaming? On a Chromebook? Yeah. It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. Hey. Hi, sorry. I fell off my stool, man. Well, I almost did. That would have been bad. What if I fell? Think about this for a second. What if I fell off my stool and no one knew? Like, or I hit my head on the cement, let's say. Because there's, well, it's not really cement. But I have this linoleum down here in the new studio. And if I slipped and fell on my head and it killed me, no one would know. Not right away. And when they came and found me, here's how it would go down. They would come in here. They'd see the body. There'd be much weeping and wailing, right? <clears throat> the, uh, the, the season of mourning would begin immediately. And they would see me laying there. And then somebody somehow would get the wherewithal and clear-headedness to see that I've got software up here recording and they'll notice it because someone will bump the mouse and it'll clear the screensaver and you'll see a little waveform pop up every time somebody says something or somebody bumps furniture trying to move my sad body out of here, right? And then it would occur to them that they could uh, go back and look at the look at the beginning of this file. And this could be eight hours of, of footage, right? Eight hours of audio. They go all the way back to the beginning and they hear me make a little sound and then hit the ground and then breathe hard for a couple seconds and then I'm out. That's kind of creepy, isn't it? Think about that. That is not how I want to go out. That is not how I want to be discovered. Because what if I whack my head and then say some dumb stuff before I'm out? Like, uh, I put a donkey in the microwave. What you going to do about it? I put a magic marker in the dog's butt you'll never catch me <laughs> all right enough of this jibber jab it's the uh the diary of a cartoonist 
And woe and woe, lo and behold, not woe and behold, lo and behold, I have a I have a topic that is about cartooning. As it turns out, no more of this heavy family stuff like last time. Jeez, you guys sick of me yet with that? Today's topic goes something like this. I have noticed. Well, let's back it up. If you draw it all, especially if you're in the commercial arts of some sort, and I would put a lot of things in that, including cartooning, illustration, design, you know, stuff that isn't oil paintings. <laughs> uh, for a guy that took art history classes, you'd think I'd be able to explain that more, but uh, whatever. It was a while ago. So uh, I know, you know, throughout your life, you're influenced by certain artists. For me, it was some of the work by Mort Drucker, Jack Davis. Oh, too many to mention and think about. Heavily influenced by those Mad Magazine guys and that whole era of cartooning. I just loved it, ate it up. Still think those guys are amazing. One of my goals in life was to meet Mort Drucker before he died. He's not dead yet, but man, we got to be close. And I'd really like to somehow do, I don't know, that's probably never going to happen. At the very least, I'd like something signed by him. But I bought every, I swear, every Mad Magazine that I purchased, I bought partially because I knew he'd be in there and his work would be in there. And he's just freaking amazing. His inks are just insane. Anyway. Uh, what was my point with that? Oh, it's just, so these people influence your, your work throughout time. And um, you see bits and pieces of it show up in your style. <clears throat> Oh, uh, Jim Davis uh, was a big, a big thing for me. Gary Larson, Sam, uh, Bill, Sam Watterson, Bill Watterson, bunch of other people, and you can kind of see it in my early work and how it evolved, and then as it changed over the last, I'd say the last fifteen years or so, you'd see it change pretty drastically over time. And then when I started doing it online, that really that became a way to see it change real quick because that's. Uh, a great way to kind of always be putting out new work and oh, and then therefore kind of seeing how things change. And, and I'm used to that. And I think that's how it goes till death. I don't think anybody doesn't change. Charles Schultz changed his style a lot. By the time he was done, you could clearly see three or four different styles that emerged. Significant styles that sort of hung on for him for huge portions of his career. And, you know, a guy, you know, who essentially, was at the top of the cartoonist food chain and still is revered in so many ways. There's something nice and there's something comforting in the fact that he didn't stick with one simple style or didn't get locked into one look or whatever that, that he kept evolving and changing as time went on as well. Cause then, you know, I think that's just the way it is and, and you need to be good with it. And it's a good thing for most people because you typically don't evolve backwards and do crappy work. You tend to move forward once in a while, you make a change here or there that somebody doesn't like or you'll get crap online for. But but for the most part, I believe it's progress. So here's the, it's the reason I tell you all that is here's the interesting switch up for me that I didn't expect. Over the last year or so, year and a half maybe, maybe more, you've probably noticed if you followed me on Twitter or other stuff any uh, with any regularity that my daughter, 16-year-old daughter Carter, has been putting out some pretty amazing work of her own. And she's established a quality of work and style 
early enough in her life that it makes me look like the slowest snail in the group. Like just, I couldn't have come close to that when I was her age. And I, man, how awesome would that have been? And she's got access to tools and options and abilities and us encouraging her and things that I may not have had access to at her age. So yes, she has an advantage, but really there's a lot of core sort of talent there. That's just her working really hard on it and it's coming out and it, and it looks amazing. She's doing really, really cool work. Well, here's the funny bit. She has her own influences, right? Things that she grew up with as a kid, as a young kid, and is now, you know, she's 16 now, but she's still, there's still things influencing her in pop culture and certain artists and certain animators and things like that. Heavily influenced, I think, by the world of, um, you know, Adventure Time and regular show and things like that. And uh, the funny bit is I find myself influenced by her and not 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 so much in style because i think that's hard that's harder to do or it's it's at least it's not as an of an obvious thing to notice but what i've seen her do has made me reassess the way i think about what i draw and what i mean by that is she has gone for she goes for this really strong emotional root to the image like if it's an image of something she's really into let's say firefly because we got her hooked on that and she draws Mal, Zoe, and somebody else, Jane. She's not doing photorealistic art of them. She's not doing things that are like, oh, wow, they're really pushing the design envelope. But she's nabbing and grabbing onto something that's a little bit more intangible, hard to explain, but you know it when you like it. Or you like it when you see it, is what I meant to say. Or you know it when you see it. What do I mean? I don't know what I mean. But there's an essence there that she captures and the heart of it gets captured. And it has the effect of making the viewer go, whoa, that's awesome. They're not even really sure why they know it's awesome. They just know it is. That's hard to do. That takes other people decades if they ever do it. I think it's a rare thing. I think you could, I could come out with 10 names of people who can successfully do it. And then thousands more who try and come close. And I keep trying to explain this to her because I think it's a precious thing and I don't want it to be a phase or something she didn't know she was, you know, I want to be able to, to do it without, I mean, right now I feel like she's doing it without trying to do that, but I want her to be able to figure out a way to try to do it because if it's just a passing phase and she, and she loses that, I'll feel really bad because I think it's a really important part of what she does. But what it's taught me, and I'm, you know, this is humble dad time here. What it's taught me is sometimes the simplest approach is the best approach. Sometimes going for the essence of a thing is more important than trying to create a perfect replica of the thing. Um, so you'll notice in the last year or so, I wouldn't call it a simplification, but my stuff has tended to be a little bit more... Um, symbolic and representative of the thing that I'm trying to create and less about perfect angles, realistic features, you know, even though they're still cartoons, but I'm not aiming so much for that anymore. And I feel like that's been her influence. I I like that feeling of getting back to those basics and it's really freeing, like sitting down and drawing something with a different kind of approach with that different perspective. It's a, it's a bit of a paradigm shift for me. Cause I do sometimes get wrapped up in like, okay, now we, we're, uh, we got to make sure that looks balanced and 
You know, and there's certain principles you want to always try to improve in your work. But I've got all that down. I have those basics down. It's not like I need more of that. So I need to quit pushing myself to do more of that. I need to push myself to capture the heart of the thing. Because that's, that's way more effective. So it's just interesting. I didn't expect to be influenced in that way by my daughter's artwork at all. And she is always talking about how she's influenced by mine. And that's great. And I'll acknowledge that that's probably true. But she has somehow gone under the wire and grabbed onto this other thing that I sometimes have a hard time getting. And I envy it. It's just awesome. It's so cool. And I, you know, just hope beyond hope that that's a, that's a part of this that she can, that she can hold on to. Cause man, what an awesome thing to be able to do, you know? So cool. Anyway. So my goal moving forward is to do more of that. And, uh, hopefully it works out for the best. Thanks you guys for listening. Listen, I love your questions. So keep them coming. Your comments are great too. And uh, you're encouraged to write in anytime, scott at frogpants.com. I will gladly take your emails for Diary of a Cartoonist. That'll do it for me. We'll see you guys next time. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.